Hey everybody, welcome to the Fusion Students Podcast. If you have any questions or want to get connected with us, you can check us out on social media at Fusion Students KPT. Enjoy today's message. So tonight we're on part three of, of being bold. How many of you have been here the whole, all three? How many of you, this is your first time? How many of you have been here two times? Excellent. Welcome back to all of you. Tonight is how do you unleash your faith? How do you do it? What are the steps that you take? What does that look like? What does faith look like? How do you grow faith? And we're going to try to, we're going to hit all of those tonight really quickly. As many of you know, I have a one-year-old, uh, I guess about 14-month-old, 16, man, he's getting old. I have a kid, and uh, he's, he's getting to the point to where now he's looking for that affirmation. He's looking for us to make eye contact with him, and it's, it's really neat. And, like, God's just really showing me a whole bunch of things that I otherwise would have never thought of. And the, tonight we looked, we... We sang the first song of um, talking about locking our eyes onto God. And I want to paint for you a little image here of a little bit of what it's like when a one-year-old like, locks eyes on you. He's looking for like, not only affirmation, but he's looking for safety. And so one of these examples is he'll, he'll run around to the couch well, not run because he can't walk yet, but he'll crawl up to the couch, he'll pull himself up, and out of excitement, he'll look over and he'll smile. Like, did you see that? Did you see what I did? Do you see my excitement? Sometimes it's out of fear. He'll hurt himself. Uh, he didn't hurt himself on this one, but I just saw the image and it's funny. I'm going to try to describe it to you. Um, we've got my old uh, grandma's little chest. Um, who passed away not too long ago, but um, we've got this chest, and it's now his toy box. And so it's never opened, and I, I saw him standing up on it, and it was actually open this time. And he looked at me, and I said, be careful, buddy. And he does this thing, he goes, Grr. and so he looked at me, and he went, Grr. and then he kind of, <laughs> as he's smiling, I just watch him just plop right into his toy box, and his legs are just kind of sticking up, and I, like, I'm already on my way because I see it happening, but, you know, I'm a large man, and, you know, it takes me a second. And so I get there, and he's just kind of doing that face. And so I get him out of the toy box, and he's like, what the heck just happened to me? Like, I'm good now, but what was that? Um, so that was a fun experience. But yesterday, uh, he got a slide for Christmas. And I've gotten really big into Star Wars. Like, I always liked Star Wars, but now I'm, like, ultra Star Wars nerd. Um, like, almost all the way through Clone Wars and, you know, kind of revisiting some of the prequels, trying to watch it alongside of, of you know, how, what's happening in the Clone Wars. And, you know, it's a little too far reading all the articles. But anyway, uh, Revenge of the Sith just happened to be on the TV. And, like, I, I just kind of been spending time with Kayla and Ethan all Saturday morning and, and I saw it there, and it hooked me for a second. And I was watching Anakin turn to the dark side, and hopefully I'm not spoiling anything because all this has been around since, like, the 70s, so surely you know by now what happens. Um, so Anakin's turning, and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm getting all the feels because I feel like I know Anakin through the Clone Wars. And so I'm, like, all wrapped up into this. So this is where my eyes are. 
And then Kayla goes, uh, Daddy, he's, he's wanting you to affirm him, or whatever she, I think she used that word. And I looked at him, he's sitting on top of the slide, and he's just gazing intently at me. Like, I need you to look at me. I need you to look at me so you can watch me go down the slide. And so, like, this picture of, like, locking our eyes onto God just stuck out to me in that moment. It's like, we should be just so, like, God, look at me. You know, look at, look at what I'm doing. Searching, search me. You know, like the, like the song said, like, whatever's not there, take it out, God. Just search everything about me. God, I want more of you. I want you to watch this. I want you to know that I'm doing the right thing. Just longing to be part of him. So I just started thinking, what if we approach God like this? You know, how could our lives, how could our cities, how could our state, how could our church, how could, how could your home be different? How could our country be different? Because it feels so minuscule to say, maybe that's the wrong word, but it feels so unlikely to say that the people in this room can change a country, can change a world. Aaron, I'm no Billy Graham. All of you know who Billy Graham was, right? I'm not a Billy Graham. I can't go speak in front of thousands and millions of people. But I think what, what we failed to see was, like, at some point, Billy Graham didn't think he was a Billy Graham. The person that ministered to Billy Graham that led him to Jesus didn't know that he was going to be Billy Graham. The person that led the person that led Billy Graham to Jesus didn't know that the person that would lead Billy Graham to Jesus was getting led to Jesus. Do you get me? You get me? So all that we are called to do is to be obedient. That's it. So think about this question. How will God use you to impact the world for the gospel in a way that you've never before imagined? How will God use you to impact the world for the gospel in a way that you never before imagined? Let's look at John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I am you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We try to do so much stuff apart from God. Even godly things we try to do apart from God. Like good things we try to do apart from God. But all we have to do is look, and all we have to do is ask. It's that easy. It's like, God, connect to me, like teach me, search me. We have to be willing to pray, you know, dangerously, which we'll probably look at in a, in a future message. Make me more like you. Connect to me, build that relationship. Think about the closest relationship that you have. How do you, how do you grow that? And it sounds so silly. It sounds, it sounds like it's just like, Aaron, that's so simple. It is simple. It's so simple to build a relationship with God because all he wants you to do is spend time with him. So what does it mean to lock eyes? What does it mean to be connected to the vine? To lock eyes with the one who saved your soul, it simply means that you have such a connection with him that every part of you aligns with him. He's the key, and you are the lock. A key serves as security for access to a locked area. Only persons having the correct key can open 
the lock and gain access. You are very aware that he is the only true fit. So this year, like I've, you know, as I told you in, in part one, I've just really been challenged to like be the spiritual leader. And not just like a gentle spiritual leader, but like a, a warrior. Like if, a, if the evil comes into my house, it's going to have to deal with me. Um, I might have already told this story, I don't know, but we were playing a, a game to where um, it's like Quiplash, if you've ever played that. And I was playing it with, with Bud's kids, and, um, which is Nikki and my wife and Josh. And so the question came on there, and it said, what is the devil afraid of? And all of them put my dad. And so I was just, I just kept thinking about that. And I was like, I want, I want my kid to say that. You know, I want my wife to say that. I want my family to say that. Like, you know, I want, you know, I want Satan to say when I wake up, oh crap, he's awake. You know, sorry I said the C word, but you know, that's, that's like the attitude that I, that I want there. So one of the things I started was journaling, and time is going so fast on me. One of the things I started doing was journaling. And like I said before, I always thought journaling was really stupid. It's like, why would you journal? I don't want to journal. I'm not a girl. You know, all, the, all that stuff. I'm sorry. It was a joke. Um, but like, I just started, and like some of my pages are just kind of like, God, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Teach me. And, like, I started feeling so stupid. I was like, this is stupid. Like, I am literally stupid. I'm a pastor, and, like, I can't figure out what else to say. And I was like, what in the world? Like, I can talk to him all day, but, like, like why, can't, why can't I write these? Why can't I journal? And then it hit me, and it's like, it's okay. Because what's going to happen is I am going to look back in 10 years, and I'm going to open up my first little journal, and while I'm writing like pages in 10 years, I'm going to see those like three sentences. And I'm going to look at the journey of where he taught me. Because so many times we're looking for the ending product that we forget about the journey. It's like my poor Duke Blue Devils. Like they are just pathetic this year. Pathetic. Not as pathetic as Kentucky, <laughs> but pathetic. But they're so talented at the same time. But it's a journey. You know, if they make the tournament, they still have a chance to win it all because it's, we're not playing the tournament today. Does that make sense? You with me? We're not, we're not the final product today. We have to start somewhere. 1 Samuel 17. Oh, wait. No, I got to. Oh, this is my best story. So. I'm sorry, I just skipped, like, I skipped the thing. Like, there's several things on here that I'm just really excited about, and this is one of my favorite, like, example things, and so I'm going to have to say it. Um, you all want to hear it? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so sometimes growing your faith is as easy as acting on it. So there are two different types of people that sit in chairs. You have what I call the squatter and what I call the plopper. So I'm a squatter. Like, if you've ever seen me, if you were paying attention um, to all of the, uh, the games, like, you know, I, I sit down very gently and, you know, first of all, my knees crack a lot when I bend them, but 
I've broken a lot of chairs in my life. Believe it or not, I am a large, heavy human. I've always been a large, heavy human since I was in sixth grade. I was 6'4", 260 pounds in the sixth grade. Yeah, in ninth grade, I was 6'5", 300 pounds. So I was done growing about the time that I was in sixth grade. Isn't that wonderful? It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> your balance doesn't keep up with you when you grow that fast. But anyway, so like, you know, like these chairs were not built for a full-size high school senior when you're in sixth grade. So, you know, I didn't break any school chairs, luckily. But, you know, Grandma also had a rule that I was not allowed um, <laughs> I just saw Anna back there doing this. It made me laugh. I'm sorry. I was. Will Ferrell and the Elf. But anyway, uh, it's okay. Grandma had a rule that I wasn't allowed to sit in her chairs um, uh, if I was over 300 pounds. And, you know, a lot of my life I've been right at 300 or a little over 300. And so I would, I would have to sit in these special chairs because she didn't want me to break her good, good chairs. Um, I, yeah, short, short, long story short, I've, I've broken my fair share of chairs. Now, there's the plopper, which is my wife, Kayla, which a lot of y'all met, know, and all that. She, I mean, will just like, woo, in them. Really? Like, just like, you know, it's like you can be like that far from the couch and like just all muscles just give way and you just plop. Um, so... I do not have faith that chairs will hold me up. I do not have faith that that chair will hold me up. I don't want to break my couch. I don't, I never wanted to break my like recliner. Like, I mean, like when I had my, oh man, I had this nice recliner. It was called Goliath for real. That was the name of it. I didn't name it. It came that way. And like, it was like a my size chair. I sat down so gently in that thing. And I, and then sometimes like students would come over and they'd just jump in it. And I'm like, no. Um, but anyway. You've, you've got the squatter and you've got the plopper. And I want that to be a funny story because some of us need to start being ploppers when it comes to taping a step for, for God. You've got this young man named David, and I call him a young man because he's roughly 15 years old. How many of you are 15? Close to 15. Me. Excellent. No, Excellent. So for 40 days, a nine-foot giant called out, threatened the armies of Israel, made fun of their God, etc., and they cowered in shame. The army, the king, everybody for 40 days. Because it was custom back then to where sometimes you would send out your champion to fight a particular battle. It would help save your men. It would let them, let them rest, etc. It was just a tactic that they did. And so the champion would meet. So little David, it's about 15 and so I'm roughly nine feet tall right now, standing on this stage. Roughly nine foot tall right now, standing on this stage. So you got to imagine that Goliath is probably another foot wider than me. And he's probably, you know, I'm pretty ripped, but he's probably more ripped than me. Like, I mean, this dude, you're talking this cat can probably like bench press like 700 pounds in his sleep. And so this 15-year-old, comes up, like, is there anybody in here that thinks that they could truly take me down at, you know, if you know, if you're like a master in like karate or something, don't raise your hand because I don't, I don't want to do that. Okay. So, so it's like Nava trying to fight me. That's not going to go well for her, right? So, all right. 
All right. Excellent. Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. So here you've got David. And, and let's look at this. Let's look at this real quick. At 15-year-old, while the nation cowered in fear, this is what happens. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bare in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked at David over and saw that he was a little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome. And he despised him. He said, David, he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. I would not want to go fight Goliath if he was talking to me like that. Check out what David said. So David says to the Philistines, you come against me with a sword and spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver me into your hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give your carcass of the Philistines' army to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give all of you into our hands. What? So, is David a squatter or a plopper? Oh, he plopped right in there, didn't he? Like he just, I mean, he just jumped head first. He's like, not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to cut off your head and I'm going to hold it up while the armies go kill all your people. Like, <laughs> yeah, so 15-year-old David to nine-foot massive giant, that's my size right now, who's a champion. So one more story about Ethan. Today, Chris was uh, babysitting. If you, don't, if you don't know Chris, she was kind of watching. She's one of the pastors on staff here. And there's a gap of chairs about this much in the worship center. And he would, let's pretend this is a chair, and I'm holding on to the chair. He would he'd kind of reach over, reach over like that. But he would never take that step until I put my hand right here that was farther than the chair. And as soon as he saw my hand there, he didn't leap for the chair. He leaped for my hand. And he made it to the chair. So what was he locked on? Was he locked on the gap? Was he locked on the chair? Was he locked on what he originally thought was impossible? Or was he locked on me? On me. Matthew 14, 22 through 33. Immediately, the disciples get in the boat and go with him to the other side while this man in the crowd. I think I'm like reflecting off of my podium or something. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. So Jesus is coming through the, to the water and, and Peter sees him. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage in his eye, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you onto the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. They chose who they were in the boat, saying, worshiped him, saying, truly, 
You are the son of God. So a lot of times we focus on Peter taking that jump, and that jump is amazing, that, like just taking that leap that nobody else made. You know, Peter was bold. The other disciples were probably like, oh, come on, Peter, again? Like, there he went, and he just went. Um, but at the same time, Peter failed because he took his eyes off of God. So we, we look at something so awesome, but sometimes when we leap, we also fail. But guess what? When you leap and you fail, your faith grows. You learn to trust God. Through perseverance, faith has grown. What was Peter's response after Jesus said to him, you have little faith, why did you doubt? He said, truly, you are the Son of God. Always remember, faith is consistently growing, even in failure. So will you be the one, will you be the one that steps up from generations from now and says, back in 2021, this happened to this person. And this caused this chain reaction that changed the city of Kingsport, that changed the Tri-Cities, that changed, are we in East Tennessee, that changed Tennessee, that changed the whole East Coast that changed the world? Will you be that person? Will you be that one that says, not I want to be a super preacher, not I want to be a super missionary, but says, Lord, I'm willing. Are you that one? Don't forget that you are here for a moment. There's all this garbage going around, all this stuff that it can distract from family life to friends uh, to you know, all the political nonsense that's happening to you name it. Whatever's going on in your life that's saying, look at me, don't look at Jesus. Lock eyes on him. Jump out of that boat and walk focused. Because, look guys, God's not standing outside of all the chaos. He's standing right in the middle of it. So whatever you're going through tonight, whatever's, whatever's hounding you down, God's in it. That last song we listened to, and we're going to close and we're going to break into a couple groups for a little bit. So come on my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. You've got a stinking lion in you. If you were... If you have put your trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives in you. The lion lives in you. Stop acting like you've got a little chihuahua. Amen. Boom. Yes, Mama. Let's pray, and then we're going to go in the groups. God, thank you for just today, God. Just I pray that you just, God, just show us how to unleash our faith. And God, as we go to, to our groups over these next few minutes, it just kind of... Uh, decompress everything that we've, we've talked about, God. Just I pray that you just uh, be with our leaders, God, in conversation. And God, just be with these students this week. Just help them to be bold. Help them to stand for you, God. Just help them to be a plopper. Help them to take a jump out of the boat. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.